1: Hey, friend, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson. And available wherever podcasts can be found. Uh, Be sure to hit that subscribe button, little notify bell next to it, and make sure you always get your new Going In Raw notifications. Uh, And, of course, this is Sunday, so it's Matt Chat time it's the last Chat day. day I'm here. Starting tomorrow, we'll be welcoming my replacement permanently. Permanently. You're fired. I'm out of here. Cal Jack is going to be replacing me. Oh, that's going to be a delight. Uh, you guys are going to love him. He's fantastic. He's a
2: great dude. Mm-hmm. He's been through uh, the developmental WB Developmental System. NXT. 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 Yeah. Well, that's deve- WB Developmental System. Yes. Um got a wealth of stories great mm-hmm. perspective mm-hmm. uh can't wait
1: yeah I can't wait till I'm away from this country on a plane going somewhere else three weeks of just chilling just no wrestling for me man I might That's try to not catch true. A show. I all the whole time about later. trying to go catch a show or yeah I might well I'm gonna do that just for the tax write-off if I didn't have it if I didn't think it would make me some money I wouldn't do it hell no I want my mind free and clear. So anyways, uh, it's only going to seem like I'm gone two weeks, though, because the third week we're going to be doing a best of uh, so far. 2019 so far. So we have a whole week uh, uh, scheduled for that. You're going to be like, I guess, sitting on your couch without any pants on most of that time, I'm assuming.
2: Well, I, I'll, I'll, I'll wear shorts. Yeah.
1: But yeah, so that third week, no Raw recap and no SmackDown recap. No recaps. Hopefully
2: nothing interesting happens. I mean, given given the uh, recent history, probably not.
1: <laughs> some tells me there's a couple of two out of three falls matches that we're missing out on. But
2: per hour, yeah, yeah.
1: But anyways, this is Matt Chat. Like I said, we throw our uh, we ask our uh, patrons at the twenty dollar up mark, twenty dollar a month up mark uh, reward tier to send us video questions mm-hmm. or text questions, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you know we do our best to answer them, debate them, and uh, yeah, and provide some analysis here. Ed going in raw, I guess you can call it. Anyways, of course, this past week we've seen a flurry of Twitter activity from the King Slayer himself. No, he's a Beast Slayer now. I'm sorry, the Beast Slayer now, the architect Seth Rollins, and Christopher Abersaw has a question about that. Let's see what he has to say. Hello, Steve Larson. So my question is is the thing that Seth Rollins doing on Twitter with you know, with um, Will Osprey, <coughs> all the stuff he's been saying about Dean Ambrose, Is this a positive sign or a negative sign that he's doing to himself and his credibility to the company and exposing it and trying to, you know, be a company guy? Is this a good move or a bad move for him?
2: Thank you, Christopher. Go ahead, Steve. All
1: right. Uh, It's kind of a complicated answer because you can look at this one of two ways. I want to see, I took, I actually looked at this on Social Blade. Yeah. You can see uh, the Twitter followers. Uh, for uh, any Twitter account all right, out there. And uh, one thing I noticed was that uh, Will Osprey, who stepped up when Seth Rollins said, this is the best, nobody out there. If anybody out no there... No one alive can no do what alive. I do. And Will Osprey said... I'm alive. Yeah, and so Seth went on this little condescending rant. Hey, to little buddy. Hey, little buddy, little dude. What's up, champ? Hey, tiger. That kind of crap. And... Uh, I don't know i usually think that if it's happening if it's happening in public in the world of wrestling it is fake because it's wrestling uh let's see here will osprey wow so he had been averaging around 120 130 uh, maybe 150 twitter followers per day until this past tuesday when his twitter account blew up to 1800 he added 1800 followers and then Wednesday, 4,300 followers. Mm-hmm. That's quite a big jump. So at worst, at worst, you could say Seth Rollins is, is giving exposure, is 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 raising awareness. He's using his massive social media platform to raise awareness of one of the best wrestlers on the planet, Will Ospreay. Um, and I think that's a good thing. I think that he's a, out there acknowledging other companies in defending his own company. And I think that's all fine. I think uh, when he starts saying things to like Wade Keller, I'll pat you on the head and tell you to run along. If you question anything, I say that kind of stuff is a bunch of crap, but like who cares? Like it's, it's number one, it's all on Twitter. So none of it matters. Uh, And number two, it's drawing awareness to, uh, to indie to non WWE wrestling. So, I think it's fine. It's great.
2: Honestly, yeah, I think his goal is to draw awareness to anything other than he thinks he's the best and he thinks WB is number one. I don't know what his goal is. I, I mean, mean I don't you, know that do you read the SI interview. It seems pretty clear what his goal is.
1: Well, I mean, I don't. I don't know. I don't think that that's anything more than I don't think that he's out there saying, "Hey, hey, hey, everybody, watch New Japan." No, obviously not. But I mean, the fact that he's drawing awareness to this, he has to be cognizant of that fact. Who
2: knows? Um, as far as the, I don't have a problem with him uh saying he's the best he's top guy in wb he's every right to say he's the best um he and he proves it in the ring more often than not uh i don't have a problem with him doing a little friendly trash talk to will Ospreay, and if the side effect is that he gives Ospreay some more exposure all the better i think uh some friendly competition is good for the industry I have no problem with that whatsoever that's oh, yeah, awesome i have no problem with seth being cheerleader for wb uh locker room yeah that's great whatever he talks about the the depth of talent in there he's 100 right he should advocate for them uh, to his heart's content. Sure. You mentioned this with the Wade Keller example. The issue I have is him talking down to whether it be professional critics or fans um, when they are critical of the creative. Oh, I love. You just stole my
1: my uh, take from a couple of like a month ago. Oh. No, please go ahead because, because you're right.
2: You're right. Yeah, because uh, it's one thing to, 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 to say I'm good. Uh, no one else on the planet can do what I do. Fine. But when you're when you're being condescending to viewers of the product, people who are spending money uh, for the company or on the on tickets, on merchandise for the company you work for, and you belittle their opinion, you're not going to really ingratiate yourself in their good graces at all. Um, You're probably going to turn them off a little bit. Chances are. Um, So so when, when he when he calls cage side seats a bunch of dorks, when he's condescending to Wade Keller. I think that's when things kind of go south for him. Um, and and to bring in the SI interview a little bit, the way he's really dismissive of Dean Ambrose, John Moxley, his situation really rubs me the wrong way. This dude that's supposed to be his really good friend, and then he says, well, he kind of took his ball and went home. That's not at all what happened.
1: Yeah, can I get, let me interject a little bit here, because you're 100% right in everything you just said. I go back to when the fan mentioned the, the, the scripted promos at that comic con, and Seth said, "I've never, se- I don't recognize you. I've never seen you backstage. So how would you know what's going on?" Well, guess what? John Moxley just came out and basically validated everything that fan said. So mm-hmm. f you for being condescending to that fan, yes. who by the way just wants to know a little bit about the process. Exactly. If I go to uh, what's his name, Vince Gilligan, the guy who does Breaking yeah, 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 yeah. Bad, and I have a question about process.
2: And character he'll probably
1: love to discuss Especially that at stuff. a
2: venue like this where it is about right. fan interaction it's, what, it's, what it's, other, pro wrestling yeah. is the only creative endeavor I can think of where, where the creative minds behind the product are seemingly outwardly resentful towards the fans for inquiring about process
1: you know the one person I've noticed that kind of isn't that way hmm. that's Triple H mm-hmm. he does those NXT conference goals, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah takes a lot of questions and when there are areas that he feels are too pulling back at the curtain, he... He, he finds a diplomatic dip way to approach it, totally. Yep. Right, exactly. Um, everything you said is absolutely correct. So, yeah, th- th- it, d- it definitely does cross the line. There's this weird resentment towards people interested in knowing more about pro wrestling. Yeah. And that's a toxic aspect a tos- toxic
2: aspect. Especially nowadays when, when kayfabe's pretty much dead when when wrestling fans now know so much more than they ever have probably about the inner workings of the industry, mm-hmm. like why hold on to a couple scraps of the mystery of yeah. it? Why? The,
1: the Moxley thing, I, I agree with you completely. That does sound like a guy who is, it, He comes is off hurt. as corporate shill. Well, he comes off as corporate shill, but he also comes off as a guy who's just probably hurt. His feelings are probably hurt. Yeah, that could be you a know? lot of it too. He it's probably like, feels
2: like he's been abandoned.
1: He, yeah, probably, and there might be a little bit of guilt. Like, look at me. Look where I'm at, Dean. I know gave everything he had, and and true enough, Vince gave him gave Dean a bunch of crap to work with. I guarantee Vince never told Seth, "Hey, be a guy who rides a unicycle backwards." No, no. he never has had to
2: deal with that. No, no, Seth's character has been since he's turned face, a uh, really great wrestler.
1: And this this idea of this idea of. Well, everything's swimming for you. Everything's going swimmingly for you. Yeah, yeah. So that means everybody's lot is the same in the WWE when we've heard reports, and I believe them to be true, that there are plenty of people backstage literally counting the
2: days till their contract is done. I mean, he's, he talks about uh, creative, getting creative plans, and, and, he's, and he says, yeah, I mean, if I don't like something, I speak up. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's easy to do when you're the top guy. Yeah, I know. When you're the top. And he mentions this, too. He's like, yeah, I've earned the equity. What about people who are never on TV? Yeah. No fault of their own. Yeah. Like Ty Dillinger. Yeah. I'm sure he showed up to work every day from all Mm -hmm. accounts. He was pitching ideas as far back as NXT. If you're not on TV to get in Vince's good graces, what chance do you have?
1: And if you're not one of the guys, the the entirety of the business seems to be run on Vince's weird whims. Mm -hmm. And if you're not one of those people who fits into one of his weird predilections that's based off of his odd whims, then how are you going to build any stroke in the company in the first
2: place? You've you, you no chance to get any equity whatsoever. If you're if you're if the entirety of WWE these days,
1: according to several anecdotes, it's several people who have said this, that everybody has a role in the play. Yeah. Well, if your role is is lower supporting cast member, how are you ever going to build the stroke to do that? Yep. If you're just stuck in that lot. Yep. So yeah, a lot of it is asinine. Uh, but uh, but also like no, I think I think you brought up all the good points and. uh, and yeah
2: so yeah friendly trash talk cool being an asshole to fans rah, rah. And, and critics not, not so cool raw raw for wwe in terms of uh, representing the locker room totally cool
1: and it's like i'm sorry but you're sitting there saying i know i've just turned this into like oh f you but like you're sitting there saying i'm tired of my company of the of the company that i work so hard for you know uh catching the short end of the stick and everybody blasting it well why don't you use some of that stroke of yours And go to the one person who can actually change things in your company and make them better. There's a reason that only 5,000 people are attending Raw. And it's because it sucks Mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. The creative is terrible. Mm -hmm. You're a guy who can draw evidently around 5,000 people. (laughs) That's not great. Mm -mm. Historically speaking, Mm -mm. you're kind of a crap draw right now, Seth Rollins. (laughs) So maybe go to the guy who can turn the fortunes around, Vince McMahon, and do something about it with all your stroke.
2: Yeah. Uh, next Loki's gone missing following the events of Fun Wrestling so we have a question from Delete oh awesome I mean I feel bad about Loki but
1: Delete's my guy
3: what's up Steven Larson it's your boy Delete Freak of representing Freak Legion so Loki Richards is still missing after last week's Fun Wrestling awesome show but man we don't know where he is so I'm gonna be giving the Matt chat question this week our match chat question is going to be this. With the reports that AEW will be in the Wednesday time slot, um, is this going to force WWE to move NXT? And if they do, what night are they going to put it on? Thank you. Party handshake. Peace out.
2: Thank you, Delete. Thank you, Delete. Uh, I don't think they're going to move NXT. I think they want some competition. Here's the thing about NXT, though, is like how many people really watch that live?
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: That's the VOD thing more than anything else, I think. I don't know what the numbers would be. Nonetheless, I don't think they're going to do anything to run away from All Elite. We just uh, Today, we're shooting this on Wednesday. Uh, WB announced they're going to be broadcasting the Evolve 10th anniversary show on the network opposite Fight for the Fallen. Mm -hmm. So they're going head-to-head with some of their own programming against All Elite. So I would... Financially, they probably can't do it, doesn't make any sense. Yeah, But I, I wonder if Triple H, or probably Vince, wishes they can start shooting NXT live on Wednesdays to air on the network and go head to head with all elite.
1: I wonder what matters more. I wonder what matters more to them. Ditching, the because I, I, from what I gather from things that Triple H has said, the taped nature of NXT allows them to be more developmental. Mm-hmm. If people mess up, they don't have the pressure of being live. Yeah, we, we've, heard him, just,
2: we've heard them. We've heard redo finishes to matches and stuff like that. Right, exactly. And I think also, sorry to interrupt this. It's, it's a cost cutting move as well because not everybody lives in Orlando. Mm-hmm, yeah. If they had to fly everybody out once a week, once a week, once a month. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how. Like when Bob Roode was in NXT, he didn't live in Orlando. I don't think he, I think he lived up in Canada yeah. and just came into town for. For the taping, so I mean, I don't know if Gar- Gargano lives in Orlando or lives in Cleveland. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but I but think anyways.
1: that I think that here's the thing: if you keep NXT on one number one, I, I hope they don't. I hope that I honestly hope they move NXT and UK on Tuesday, so then we can do our NXT uh, yeah, UK yeah, yeah. and then two o five recap on Wednesdays. Um, but because it's way too much wrestling to watch on Wednesdays. Yeah. Uh, so I hope they do. But that being said, taking NXT live. Caught it. Caught the pin. Well done. To compete with uh, AEW then sets your expectations up to a certain level. It's like, well, we're changing something. We're putting more money into this to try to compete. Why do that when you can simply keep it the way it is and then take a look at the numbers? Because you're already there. They're then moving to compete with you. Didn't catch wow, you that time. Oh, look at that.
2: No, I didn't catch it that time. Um
1: and so if you change things and you fail, which you probably will because I mean let's face it, TNT, and A E W, it's a big deal. It's
2: in pretty much every household already.
1: You're probably you're probably not gonna move your numbers that significantly if you go live. I just don't think you probably will.
2: Probably not. I just feel like Vince is a really competitive guy. Yeah, and, and
1: it's possible. I mean, it's possible. I just think that they're gonna use for right now anyways. They're going to use their very, very lowest level uh, properties to compete and not going to really put any money behind competing because they don't really have to.
2: No, they don't have to at all. So, uh, Unless they want to try to make some sort of statement.
1: So, yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, we've seen the, the, their lowest level possible takeover, Cardiff, is coming up. They put that against...
2: Kind of. All out. Kind Same day. Yeah,
1: kind of. Same day. Yeah, kind of. Uh,
2: so that's there. And they got NXT's NXT Evolve. <laughs> yeah right going yeah. up against fight for the fallen so
1: they're just like sort of chipping away a little well, I think they're, they're kind of work. feeling out the, yeah. the
2: scenery to see if it's even worth their while to go uh, uh, full head-on into serious competition or not right um, but I, I wouldn't be surprised at some point if it made financial sense sometime down the future if they roll the dice and say all right we got to chip away at this All Elite Wrestling NXT Live Wednesday nights head to head Mm -hmm. because right now NXT on Wednesday you can watch it whenever you want. Mm, Yeah, because it's taped, it doesn't. You know, you can go out there and read spoilers right now. You know, there's a premium on live content. Um, So
1: if they were to go around and ran live from six thousand seat venue places, um, then yeah, maybe. I just think that's sort of putting themselves out there a little bit.
2: Oh, they wouldn't do it without having some sort of data in front of him. You wouldn't think, but then again, yeah,
3: it's, it's Vince Vince does crazy s- He things. doesn't.
2: Yeah, he doesn't really do that.
4: In just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now
3: Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought
0: it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster.
3: No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing.
2: Hey, Steven Larson, this
5: is your buddy Willism coming back at you with a match-check question. I know it's been a couple weeks, but I think I got a decent one for you. So, with AEW coming to TV later this year, and it presumably is starting to pick up some of those fans that maybe have left watching WWE, do you think that that AEW being an option for viewers will actually hurt the indie wrestling scene uh, much more where, you know, it's going to come in and potentially pick up a lot of the fan base that's been wanting, you know, more of that sort of I wouldn't say adult oriented but you know grown up version of the product um i think it's going to definitely have a major impact on how the indies uh you know uh, proceed but it might actually be a good thing for them but it could also hurt them in the near term with uh ticket sales but over time maybe if they can build up a fan base around aew maybe that'll kind of energize people that want to check out local indie promotions anyway be curious to hear what you guys think how will aew impact indie wrestling
2: Thank you,
1: Willism. Thank you, Willism. Uh, whose turn? Yours. My turn first? Yeah. I think it'll have either no effect or a relatively good effect. I mean, I don't think everybody signed to AEW are under exclusive contracts. So people like, I'm not sure about like Jungle Boy, for example. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't know about Jimmy Havoc. I don't know about some of these people. I don't think they're signed to exclude. I think there's probably exclusive TV. But i, think, I think
2: they're generally exclusive to united, the united states if not north america okay as far as televised stuff
1: so then for example jungle boy
2: he might be able to do apw still he might be G able WG. to still do like oh, indie no. shows yeah
1: if you can take the stars of aew and then you know feature them at your local indie scene that might you know that that'll boost their move it, that'll move tickets uh i think it might get people more enthusiastic about oh wow This isn't on WWE. I wonder if that means there are other cool things outside of WWE, like my local indie shows. Um, From what I recall, the Attitude Era, although it saw a drastic, in Monday Night Wars, it saw a big improvement in sort of uh, WCW and WWF, obviously. I don't think, from what I understand, it didn't really translate to the regional level There wasn't like a huge uptick in people. Oh, my God, WWE is so great. I'm going to go see my local scene. Things are a lot different now. Things are like 100% different now. Um, So I think that if there's, I think these days, if there's a lot of enthusiasm behind wrestling and there seems to be a lot of enthusiasm behind AEW, that would probably, I would think, either translate to an uptick regionally or there just wouldn't be an effect. I don't see it having a bad effect. I don't see it having a negative
2: effect. No, what you mentioned about people thinking people watch All Elite and say, "Oh, I didn't know wrestling could be like this." Yeah. Yeah. And then find out that oh, a lot of these these wrestlers in All Elite, they kind of uh, made their name in the independent ranks. Maybe sure you should check out some independent wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um that would be a benefit to I think it's a possibility. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And same same with, you know, say guys like Jungle Boy or or Jimmy Havoc or, or some of the, the guys who probably aren't signed or may not be signed to uh, exclusive deals. Orange Cassidy, deals. yeah. Um, you know, they have a, a match or two in All Elite impressing people and, you know, they they see an ad for a local show and, oh, Orange Cassidy could be there. I'm going to go check that up because yeah. he was awesome in All Elite. Yeah, exactly. Uh, in that respect, it could only help the independent scene. Yeah. Uh, next, Guillaume Halili. Number one.
5: Hey there, friendos. This is Jacksonville's number one Matt Chatter, Guillaume Halili back with another Matt Chat question for the week. Uh, This week I want to know what's a better way to implement Vince McMahon's new strange rule about no wrestling during commercial breaks on on TV at least? Um, Yeah kind of strange but is, is it great that they're just doing two out of three falls matches all the time now or is there a better way to do it like letting the superstars goof off and kind of be more laid back during commercials. I don't know. Tell me what you think. Too sweet, hearty handshake. Uh, yeah. Thanks, guys.
1: Thank you,
2: Guillaume. Thank you, Guillaume. All right. Assuming that this this edict that Vince has implemented must remain. Do or die, baby. Yes. Um, a couple things you could do. You know, like they have a they have a show format they have to adhere to during mm-hmm. the course of the show. Yeah. And written into this show format or when the commercial breaks have to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's every, a segment's usually around, depending on how many commercial breaks, 11 to uh, nine minutes, mm-hmm. whether it's four or five commercial breaks during an hour's worth of broadcasting. So you know, okay, this segment's 11 to nine minutes. You time that stuff out. So uh, you can format a show where, and while I don't like this, this, it's probably what you'd have to do. You know, you have segment one, promo, a uh, brief promo, match, end of the match, transition right to the next match about to begin. Someone's coming out, cut the commercial, come back from commercial, second entrance, start match. You have nine to eleven minutes to have a match for TV. For most most instances, that should be fine. Yeah, but what about those?
1: Sometimes they have those cool twenty five minute that. matches. I understand man. that.
2: Uh, that's where you kind of have to get creative for the main event segments. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't. It's not optimal. But why doesn't Raw do the picture-in-picture thing SmackDown does? I was
1: literally about to ask you that. I
2: don't know why. I, I mean, they, I they, think they, they they they're they still doing it? They did it know, last night during Bailey's match. I thought they did it once. i seem to remember, oh, Raw, really? where picture-in-picture, they had a Sonic commercial going. I, I could know. be wrong. I don't know. Why. Maybe it was just one of those specific advertisements that people paid to bake into the show. I don't know. Um, like, have Raw start doing that. I don't mind the idea of keeping Raw matches a bit shorter because it makes the pay-per-view feel, feel a bit more special. Because oh, on pay per view, I know I'm gonna get longer matches, zero commercial breaks, um, and it's it, it'll it'll added value for pay per views if we know going into it, matches will be longer. We're gonna get to see what these talents can really, really do.
1: Yeah, but that's a trade off that we haven't seen. Like there hasn't been any indication that that would be the trade off.
2: No, none, because they they haven't started really shortening the matches on Raw yet or SmackDown.
1: Yeah, but okay, so with the with with the report. That Vince said no more wrestling during commercials. There wasn't a similar report said. Well, now we're going to start making these matches longer on pay per views.
2: No, I know. What I don't think it necessarily be making matches longer on pay per views because by and large the length of the matches on pay per views are fine. But I think a lot of the time, like how many times we've we seen Raw where there's been two or three matches longer than fifteen minutes? Mm. It's happened. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think that's fine for the main event, but it doesn't have to be the norm. Yeah. You look at back the run the rundowns for some of the old two-hour Raws, it was routine for matches the last four or five minutes.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's
2: true. That's true. Um, considering especially nowadays when wins and losses seemingly have zero consequence Yeah. on your weekly television. What does it matter at that yeah, point? Yeah, no, you know? I know,
1: I know. I think it's a mess. I think Vince's whims uh, come as easily as they go. They go as easily as they come, rather. So I really hope this is one of those things, because I personally really enjoyed – you know, there were times when I remember. I remember saying this not that long ago. You know, people say, "Man, I really wish." You know, the 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 match between, just for example, I don't think they ever actually had one. Ray and Almas. I think it was in the kickoff. Uh, Ray and Alma's match uh, was a lot longer like we saw on SmackDown. It's like, well, we saw it on SmackDown. Like, they have it there. That's where the good matches are. That's where the long matches are on TV, on Raw and SmackDown. I like that every week I can rely on Raw to have at least one 25-minute mm-hmm. match. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, this is cool. It really allows time to build, and, and they they, leave, they they let it breathe, and they just... I, I miss... I like that. I really like that. I yeah, just it's great, that
2: especially it's, for the main event. Sake, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It makes the, the match feel more important. Um
1: that. I, I, I really like that. I hope that the the sort of reports that we had heard just in TV in general is that they're going to start charging. Maybe Fox will do this. Start charging advertisers more and have less advertisements. Um, I think that'd be a great way to go.
2: They just get those numbers up, though, for that. They, they, they absolutely they would have to get the numbers up.
1: They they would. I can't. I find it really difficult to believe. And it surprises me that they don't start doing that right now to start to start building SmackDown to be where it kind of should be for its debut on Fox, it, all these Raw recaps. Like, it's just, I don't get it. I don't understand why they're doing that. I mean, it's unnecessary. It's, it's totally yeah, unnecessary. It's
2: supposed, supposedly a huge fight over who gets Roman Reigns, essentially. It's like USA has won that fight for now because Roman's supposed to be a SmackDown star. It's been on three weeks at it's, least.
1: It's been weird. It's—I I, I think that it's been, I think that it, somebody can write a book about, What's been going on just over the past month? Mm-hmm. You know they really can. Mm-hmm. I, uh, someday day somebody said, "Yeah." And then this happened. And it was just you know the SmackDown deal on Fox. It seemed great, and then it just started like, causing so many headaches, and this product started to suffer because of it. Mm-hmm. I can guarantee that that's going to be a passage someday.
2: Probably, probably a whole chapter. Uh, next, got a question from Bobby Mincy. Bobby
1: Mincy,
5: hey friendos, Nick and Bobby Mincy here, and I'm back to Matt Chat. Steven Larson, a lot of people give uh, Baron Corbin a lot of flack for his role right now. We all know it ain't exactly him, but it's the position that he is put in. But I'm curious about something.
0: Who has
5: the more unenviable position? Who has the less favorable position all around? Baron Corbin right now of this year... Or Roman Reigns circa 2016 and 2017 with his failed experiments? Let me know, guys. Too sweet, hearty handshake, shoulder lean, naked things. Too sweet. Thank you, Bobby.
1: Thank you, Bobby. Uh, I'll go first. I'm going to say uh, I think that it's, it's a good comparison. Mm-hmm. I think that there, there's definitely some parallels there. I would say, uh, mainly because you chose yours first, but I kind of believe my point, too that uh, if I had to choose who is in a worse position, I'd say Baron Corbin. I'd say that if you're in a position where the chairman or the owner of the company, chairman of the company loves you so much that he spends three years trying to figure out how to get you to be the face of the company, it's, it's a pretty good position. And plus, Vince has a decent track record of figuring out who good faces the company is. I mean, he's done it you know, once per decade, anyways. He <laughs> did it with Cena, did it with Austin, did it with Hogan. <laughs> he's got, once per decade is pretty good. If you're that guy who's going to be a once in a decade guy, I think you're in pretty good position. Um, Roman Reigns, also, just given evidently what he's had to go through in his life, seemed to be the, the perfect candidate for that from a mental standpoint. A guy who can be a locker room leader, even though he goes out there and people start crapping all over him. Uh, I think that Roman was the guy for is the guy for that job, and maybe at some point he will be the next scene. I don't know, but I would say Baron Corbin. You know, if if everybody's running with this thing that Dave Meltzer said about you know Vince is probably pushing him because of his look. Well, that's why Vince pushes a lot of wrestlers because of their look, either if it's unique or they're handsome or they're pretty or whatever. Uh, a lot of people have uh, unique looks, and Baron Corbin. At any moment, he could fall off of Vince's whims. He can, all of a sudden, Vince can realize, man, this guy really isn't moving the needle. USA or Fox can come in and say, this guy's not moving the needle at all. You need to bump him down, and we're paying you the money, so you need to do that. Whereas, they're both fighting over Roman Reigns, apparently. Um, So, I would say, Corbin now, because if the ratings don't get better, and if they continue to, to decline... If that trend continues, uh, he will be shuffled down and somebody else will be built back up. Uh, we've seen it a million times. Vince has no problem just getting rid of one guy. Whereas Roman Reigns, he is stuck with him forever. So I'd say Corbin's in a worse spot.
2: Um, I'm going to say Roman strictly because there's actually expectations on Roman. Uh, Vince decided he wanted Roman to be his top guy. The expectation was that was going to happen given Vince's moderate success and in, in doing that
1: once a decade man
2: yeah once a decade um, however this time it was not successful uh, completely the crowd did not embrace Roman um, as Vince had hoped uh, we saw the rock uh, make an expression we haven't seen for quite some time when he came out at the end of the rumble uh, to a chorus of booze when he what is raised that Roman's voice? hand what is that? Nice. Um, and I think that's what really separates I don't think they have huge expectations for Baron Corbin um, and by all accounts Roman he's 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 a great locker room leader, incredibly humble, seemingly uh, extremely mentally tough to deal with all this and and i'm I'm guessing he I, or I wonder how much any of this actually ever really affected him. yeah um, however, it just seems like from the company's perspective, um, the Roman reigns experiment didn't work how they wanted. There was huge expectations on on what he could provide for the company and obviously they weren't met because they seemed to be going in a particular direction and then right on the verge of roman finally having his coronation um they would alter pet alter the track mm-hmm. um so it, it just shows in that sense at least they didn't have complete confidence in what they were doing yeah i think it's just a difference of expectations i don't know i mean when when baron got called to maine we were like okay this seems early mm-hmm there seemingly no expectations on. Him.
1: Yeah, that's true. Uh, also, he drives a Ferrari. That's true. pretty good. Pretty good spot to be in. Yeah, he's not in a bad spot. Let at me all. ask you something because we both talked about this. We both mentioned that uh, Roman Reigns seemed to be the right guy because of you know uh, his ability to separate mm-hmm. to you know to he's he's got obviously he's got a strength of character that yeah, maybe a lot of toughness. people don't have mental toughness. Thank you. Yes. That's what I was looking for. The pictures that we saw, I, I do believe that he's you know he's still emotionally invested in what he does. Totally the pictures of him backstage there's i think at least two of them there was one after the undertaker match mm-hmm. where he's sitting there mm-hmm. and i think people said he was crying yeah or yeah, yeah yeah i remember hearing that um i know there's been another one that seems like man this guy really feels the weight of the world were those legitimate moments or were those just pictures taken and he was like god my freaking leg is killing me right now. Oh, it might be and they assist. took a picture and they're like all they oh, the emotional they put a way. caption on there to make it seem like <laughs> right. that's
2: entirely possible.
1: <laughs> I'd love to think that the romanticized version is the true it one. could be. But it wouldn't surprise me if it was like, man, I should not have eaten that.
2: Oh man. I know. Oh, I stubbed my toe on the way back to up the <laughs> it ramp. Sucks. Urgh.
1: Ouch. <laughs> oh man, anyways, next up uh Draft House Games yes. brought back Joey Ryan to ask us a question. Let's see what Joey has to say.
5: Drafthouse Games here, back with another Matt Chat question for Steven Larson. Steven Larson, in your opinion, what is the second best independent promotion
2: after bar wrestling? Thank you, Joey, and thank you, Draft House Games. Man, shout out to Draft
1: House Games. Check them out on YouTube. They're fantastic. Yes. They always send us cool stuff and yes. they've been huge supporters of going in raw for a very long time now and if you're in the los angeles area check out bar wrestling absolutely absolutely it's it's really terrific
2: stuff my first inclination when answering this question was obviously pwg oh yeah i don't know if there's been an independent wrestling promotion in the last 15 years as influential oh my god yeah as pro wrestling gorilla i would say no probably not um they they're in a bit of a a rebuilding phase right now because nxt poached literally everybody they have yeah yeah nxt and all elite pretty Mm -hmm, much yeah um so I, I kind of feel like PWG exists in the class kind of by itself. Um, it's another another company that came to mind. I've been hearing a lot about. Haven't had time to check out much of their stuff, but I've been hearing a lot about Beyond Wrestling. Okay, sure. And they have a weekly show called Uncharted Territories. I you know mm-hmm. Orange Cassidy wrestles a lot there. Mm-hmm. Beyond Wrestling has got a special event coming up. Uh, main event Joey Janela versus David Starr in the Iron Man match. Orange Cassidy again on the card. I've um, been hearing a lot of great things about Beyond Wrestling. Well, Larson, I'm uh,
1: going to be on a plane when this, uh, when maybe when you guys are watching this, uh, and so I'm going to go with Progress and or ICW. Uh, they're both obviously in the UK. ICW has been in Scotland. Progress usually runs in, uh, in I think they're out of London, England. I know they're in England. Anyways, um, I actually I it's been a little it's been a, a couple months since I've followed ICW. Obviously, they just lost their uh, heavyweight champion Lionheart. Um, total, total tragedy. Mm -hmm. Um, But for a while, I was actually keeping up with both these promotions, uh, and I loved everything about them. England right now, the entire UK scene, rather, is in a rebuilding phase of its own, thanks to NXT UK. Uh, But everything I saw from ICW especially, it's definitely my kind of promotion. Uh, It's just the, the, the colorful characters, the wrestling is still really, really good. Um, a lot of great stuff going on there. Uh, and then Progress is always just absolutely terrific. ICW has a weekly show. And, you know, I, I don't know if it's monthly pay-per-views or uh, monthly shows or whatever, but they have a weekly show. And then Progress, of course, they do. I think they're monthly shows. Mm-hmm. They're
2: chapters. They're chapters,
1: yes. Uh, and I just I love everything about both promotions. I wish I had time to watch more of it. Yeah. Um, but to and on top of that, the one ICW show that's going to be Running while I'm there is literally the day that my sister's getting married in Scotland. So That's a difficult choice. I I have a tough decision to make, but I'm leaning towards
2: ICW. There you go.
0: You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.
2: Sick of being upsold at gyms?
1: Friendos Rich here with a weekly match chat question first of all Steve good luck on your travels and have fun Obviously the Frendoverse will miss you terribly while you're gone Hopefully Larcy can hold it down. Anyway, really quick if you guys could book everything up till SummerSlam how would you guys do it and What better creative direction do you believe you guys could do that? They're doing now because as we all know the product right now is not very good, but nonetheless you guys had complete control, you know, Vince, Triple A, I find it funny Stephen Larson want to do this shit. Anyway, just what would you guys do? Like, who would be the SummerSlam headliners? Who would be the champs going in, going out? Just what creative direction would you guys take? Thank you, Rich. Thank you, Rich. All right, I'm going to go first. So, we've seen AJ and Ricochet fight uh, at the end of this past week uh, of Raw, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue that thread. I'm going to say AJ and the club continue to terrorize Ricochet. Finn is enlisted to help Ricochet. But then Finn swerves Ricochet. They form the Bullet Boys. The Bullet Guys, Gun Guys. I don't know, whatever. They're the Bullet Club. So you put them together. Finn is the IC champion. You got the club going after the tag titles. And you got AJ re-engaging in his feud with Seth Rollins. Now AJ's a bad guy or a tween or whatever. Cool guy. And uh, and so he takes on Seth at SummerSlam. Universal Championship. AJ wins that. Bullet Club stands. Dominant. People are going crazy. They have a new logo. Shirts just being sold left and right. Merchandise is up 50%. Well, hold on.
2: This is WWE designing it, right?
1: Uh, Well, we're in charge. Oh, we're sorry. We're in charge. Sorry. So our mandate is... We're bringing in people who know what they're doing. Okay, fair enough. So just merchandise selling out the ass, right? Uh, the night after SummerSlam. Oh, by the way, Kevin Owens at a certain point during the the build of SummerSlam. In the next month. Joins yeah. Bullet Boys. Okay, Bullet Club, whatever. Uh, well, it can't be Bullet Club. The night after SummerSlam, he gets kicked out because he's not what? OG. They're beating on him. And maybe, he, maybe he's maybe he got a crisis of confidence or a crisis of conscience. I don't know. Undisputed Era debuts to save him. Why? Call up for storyline reasons because they're friends with Kevin Owens. Uh, after that, or we also have, so besides that, we've got uh, the Kabuki Warriors. Uh, they pick up the tag titles from the Iconics. Okay. Then they challenge Becky Lynch and Bayley at Extreme Rules right. uh, for a tag team match. Kabuki Warriors end up retaining on the line are singles title shots. Uh, Becky's title, Bailey's title. So at SummerSlam, we got Becky versus oscar for the Raw Women's Championship, Kyrie Sane versus Bailey for the SmackDown Women's Championship. You know why they can do that? Because wild card rule means everything's on deck. Now you yeah. can do that now. You can do whatever you want. Uh then you have uh the Fiend, Bray Wyatt taking on Undertaker at, at SummerSlam, true passing of the torch. Uh, at Extreme Rules, Drew McIntyre destroys Shane McMahon because he's tired of his shenanigans. Shane is written off TV. Mm-hmm. So then we get Drew versus Cena at SummerSlam, who's returning just for that one time so that he can then pass the torch to Drew McIntyre, the raise dog. his hand and say, I believe in you. All this. these people believe in you. And you can't really say that to Drew. It doesn't work storyline-wise. Well, when Drew beats his ass to the degree he's going to beat his ass, he's going to have to believe in him. All right. Uh Also, Nakamura, uh, Daniel Bryan, and Samoa Joe start a faction to take on the New Day and try to get that WWE Championship and the tag titles. At SummerSlam, somehow that all works out. I don't know how. And then the, my, the last thing I have is Charlotte Flair versus the called up Shayna Baszler, still NXT women's champion, mind you. She's there to say, This is the top women's title. You shouldn't be worried about either the Raw women's or SmackDown women's. What you need to worry about is this. And I'm coming after you, Charlotte, because if it wasn't for you, Ronda could have won that match at WrestleMania if you didn't have Vince insert you in that match. So now I'm going to take you out for my friend, Ronda.
2: All right. All right. All right. I didn't go quite that ambitious. This is just what I want to see at SummerSlam. Uh, Kofi Kingston versus Roman Reigns for the WWE title. Kofi Kofi wins. Kofi goes
1: over. Kofi wins clean. Good. Uh,
2: Seth Rollins versus Rey Mysterio. All right. We're talking like uh, five-star match potential there. Let them do whatever. 619. Let him do whatever. All the Destroyers. Good. Oh, yeah. Um, just Oh, we, there was
1: Destroyers on 205.
2: Cool. Yeah. Uh, just when we get this feud over with and get Shane off TV, Miz versus Shane, Miz finally wins.
1: Loser leaves town match. Something like
2: that. Uh, Sasha Banks returns. She challenges Becky for Raw Women's title. That's good. Bailey versus Charlotte. Money feud there. Good. This is a, a potentially uh, not a great idea, but I wrote it anyways. Brad splits basically over. There's too many titles. Yeah, man. New Day versus Daniel Bryan, Eric Rowan versus uh, The Usos versus Revival. Tag team unification bout. That should happen. Only one set of tag titles. That should happen. Um, middle of the show announced a new King of the Ring tournament, WWE's G1. WWE's G1. That's how you got to do it. Uh, Brock Lesnar versus Volter. I love it. I love it. And then uh, Ricochet versus Mustafa Ali.
1: Oh, I love your card. That's a great card. It is a good card. That's a good job. I think we just did that better in WWE, man. Yeah. Uh, oh man, my favorite Matt chatter these days. Free Chan sixty four not giving any Fs. Let's see what he has to say.
5: What's up, Matt? Chat Free Chan sixty four here. Quick question for you: Who is the greatest tag team of all time? Please pick a tag team based on kayfabe reasons, and the other person please pick a tag team based on in ring skill. Uh, tag team c- chemistry
2: all that cool jazz that's all <clears throat> thank you free chance thank you for free chance um i'll take Kayfabe. the okay, greatest tag team of all time Kayfabe. mm-hmm
1: Got to be the Road Warriors. That's true. That's absolutely true. They destroyed true. everybody. That's true.
2: They were so dominant that WWE created their own uh, Road Warriors knockoffs called Demolition and tried to make them just as dominant. Yeah. Problem was, they weren't Animal and Hawk. Yeah. They weren't huge, muscular dudes that beat the hell out of everybody. They I mean, they had a long tolerate, But, I mean, Animal and Hawk, I mean, they're huge, jacks. Yeah, yeah. And they would knock people's heads off. Some of my favorite Lariato gifs. Or of the road
1: warriors is going stiff on fools.
2: Yeah, because they would work stiff in terms of actual wrestling skill, not a ton. Yeah, like they weren't technical uh, wrestlers by any stretch of the imagination. They would just go out there and beat people up. Yeah, and they look cool. Oh yeah, and and shoulder pads. Yeah, the shoulder pads and the face paint. Face paint. And they were good enough promos, and they had Paul Ellering on on with them, who was a great promo. Yeah, Hawk,
1: yeah, Hawk was so cool. He had like. The old man, hair, the older man, haircut with like nothing on top, but on yeah, the sides. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And he pulled it off. He still looks like a badass. Yeah, man. Yeah, he's great. no road warriors. Greatest kayfabe tag team of all time. So
1: when it comes to skills, I mean, I know this is gonna catch some flack. I mean, honestly, it's got to be the young bucks, right? It's be I up there, man. They got to d- be up there. I don't. I don't, I don't even want to say this. I don't even want to say the young bucks. But at this point, it's probably the young bucks. I mean, give me a break. You see, they. I when I first saw them. I don't remember when I first saw them, but when I first saw them, I do remember thinking this, I haven't seen this kind of thing since I first saw RVD. When you watch a wrestler and say, Whoa, I didn't know that wrestling could be that. Mm -hmm. And these days it's so difficult because Mm -hmm. you see everybody Mm -hmm. when somebody can do that to you, it's like, Oh my goodness gracious. Mm -hmm. That is something else. Mm -hmm. Um, They're expert storytellers. They do the high spots. They do submission. They but do also they're everything. Incredibly
2: creative, and they're
1: very, very creative. I mean, I'm sorry. It's just it's these. is going to be the. They're the natural evolution of the perfect tag teams. Yeah, they are. Yeah, I mean it's it's them. I I'm a big fan of the Usos. I love the Usos. I'm a big fan of LAX. Love the Lucha Brothers. You put all those guys together, you get the Young Bucks. <laughs> They can do all that
2: stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah,
1: it's, it's the Young Bucks.
2: Yeah. Uh, next, Dakota Miley has a question about Pac. Bastard Puck.
5: Hey, Stephen Larson. It's Dakota Miley back with another Matt Chat question. My question this week is about Oli Wrestling. Got that from the rally in Jacksonville where we saw a surprise visit from Pac in wrestling gear. Now, obviously, him versus Hangman did not happen at Double or Nothing because of Visa issues. But Cody Rhodes says he still is a part of All Elite Wrestling. My question is, how and when will we see him? So what do you guys think? Do you think we'll see him at Fighter Fest, Fight for the Fallen, All Out? And how do you think we'll use him?
2: Thank you, Dakota. Thank you, Dakota. Go ahead, Steve. All right, I'll go. Uh,
1: I mean, probably like when weekly TV starts by October. I, I would think, I don't know. I mean, you would think the Visa issues would be figured out by then. You which hope so. Which apparently were the issue. It's interesting. I don't know
2: why they pushed the narrative of creative differences.
1: I don't know. Like they pushed a very, very ambiguous narrative. Yeah. Like it was kind of creative differences. Maybe like they were trying not to say, why don't they just say, Yeah, we had visa issues. Maybe maybe there's something that made that they thought, man, that'd make us look like idiots if it was visa issues. Like we're a big company, we can't get that figured out. I mean that that
2: stuff happens, just, just
1: happens. I know. I know. I don't get it. But, uh, but yeah, I would think when weekly TV starts up. I mean, at that point, there's going to be a champion. Um, he was terrorizing Hangman Page. Uh, if Hangman Page – I think Pac is the one logical guy for, to go after Hangman Page. If Hangman Page – especially if he doesn't win the title, which I think they're going to go with Jericho first. Uh, Hangman Page can then take on Pac. I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to say week one, week one. When October rolls around, we'll see Pac.
2: So after he drops that Dragon's Gate belt he has, because um, he, he takes that very seriously. Seemingly, yeah. And as champion, he doesn't want to take a whole lot of losses. Yeah. Um, so once he's once he drops that title, I think we'll see him a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot.
1: I hope so. I hope we see him a lot whenever. Yeah. I Hope want see him a lot soon. You know who I like seeing a lot of? Who? A.O. Worm. Yeah. Let's see what he has to say.
0: What's good, everybody? A.O. Worm here. All right. So what three former women superstars from WWE could come back and make an impact to boost ratings and to get over talents on the main roster? All right, guys. Take it easy. Two sweet hearty handshake.
2: Thank you, A.O. Worm. Thank you, A.O. Worm. Do I go first? Yes. Yeah. Yes, 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 Uh, Tris Stratus, Lita, AJ Lee. Yes, good, good answers.
1: Those are actually the three correct answers. I have three women wrestlers I can come back to WWE and boost ratings and get help get younger talent over. Number one, Sasha Banks. That's a great answer. Yeah, uh, Molly
2: Holly. She's great,
1: terrific, and she's, she's awesome. Do you have you know this weird? She don't age. I know she, she looks literally, the literally looks the exact same. Uh, and then I also have somebody who's already in the fold, Beth Phoenix. Mm-hmm.
2: Have her uh, return kind of full time. Yeah, sure, or at yeah. least for TV. Yeah. All good answers. All good answers. Great answers. Uh, next, we've got Renegade Soul and the Howdy Doodle. Oh, yeah, the Doodly Diddler.
5: Good morning, friendos. It's Renegade Soul here over at Defy Riot. And guess who I ran into? Is it your Howdy Doodly Champion, the Diddly Doodler, here at Defy Riot? Having a great time and you have a question for steven larson yes yes which out of date mid-aughts wrestler would you bring back to the current wwe product would it be mordecai jimmy wang yang or Kerwin white love to hear you guys decision on this too sweet Party handshake
2: thank you renegade soul thank thank
1: you you. yeah good to see the diddly good to see friendos uniting i know randomly at shows it's great yeah it's wonderful uh, go ahead, I Steve. go first. Which gimmick would I bring back? Well, Curran White is a no non that's, like, that's You can't do that. Uh, Jimmy Wang Yang, from what I understand, he was just like sort of a, a southern guy, like a hillbilly. Uh, and then Mordecai was like a van. No, not a vampire. He was like a religious. Yeah, th- he was like a guy. religious uh Supernatural uh, anti undertaker. Right? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't like any of them. Bring back Snitsky. His, what was his gimmick? He would always say, It wasn't my fault. He, w- he would just shun personal responsibility over causing pass, a miscarriage. Pass the buck, huh? Pass the buck type guy. It'd be Snitsky. I wouldn't, and it wouldn't be a gimmick. I'd just bring back Snitsky. He's great. Yeah, I'd dodge the shit out of that co- question. Who yeah, cares? He did. Whatever. You look in the mirror.
2: Okay, Mordecai. <laughs> Why? At least there's something going on there. The execution of it was terrible. I to the Pritchard talk about it all the time. Yeah, there's nothing going on in the other guys. No. Mordecai, at least there's something going on there. Um, uh, like, the, the idea of the gimmick is interesting. Um, someone who is essentially a religious zealot. Uh, I don't know how it exactly fit into the the characters that are on WB television now. Mm-hmm. Because apart from, like, Bray Wyatt and Demon Balor, there's nothing really... That's not, for the most part, grounded in reality. Right. So you'd have to adjust it a bit. But uh, there's something there to work with. Yeah. At least. Yeah. The execution of the first time around was not good. No. Uh-uh. But uh, there's something there. Maybe. Yeah. Give me Snitsky. Or Heidenreich. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Next up, Stephen
1: M. Let's see what he has to say.
2: What's going on, friendos? Uh, just finishing up at work here. And I'm catching up on the last week's SmackDown. I'm a bit behind on WWE. It got a bit burnt out and was a bit busy last week. But um, with Daniel Bryan's excellent commentary during the Heavy Machinery match, i got to ask... What wrestlers do you think should transition into commentary roles and other roles like that? I think Daniel Bryan and The Miz would make a fantastic uh, commentary team with Miz on color and Daniel doing play-by-play. Thank you, Stephen M. Thank you, Stephen M. I go first. Do I? No, I do. You do? You go first. All right. These are wrestlers that should do commentary when they're done wrestling. Uh, He mentioned, uh, Stephen M. mentioned Daniel Bryan. Great pick. Also, Kevin Owens. Yes.
1: Oh, he's expert level. He's
2: Sammy Zayn, Give him the Telestrator. Finally, please. I want Sammy Zane to have a Telestrator gimmick. I agree. It needs to happen. Uh, Adam Colbebe. Oh, yeah. Great talker. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Miz. Mm-hmm. Another great talker. Mm-hmm. Becky Lynch. Mm-hmm. Another great talker. Great talker. I feel like
1: uh, all of them
2: could, could be Nigel level.
1: Now, let me ask you something. Here's the thing about Commentators. Okay, let me start here. Who is, which commentator, which former wrestling commentator was highest on the totem pole during the peak of their career? The actual answer is probably Larry
2: Zabisco. It's probably Gorilla Monsoon.
1: How high up did was he? Was I, I he a big he timer? Was, yeah.
2: I don't really know much about him, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. I think he was great. But you it's probably Gorilla Monsoon.
1: Really? Zabisco had that hot San Martino feud? He never
2: won though. He never won the belt.
1: What did Monsoon win? Did he win the belt? What belt did he win? Um let's I mean, let's say in mean, like uh, in the modern uh, Zabisco day
2: Zabisco was like AWA champ. Yeah, man. Everybody was though. Exactly. What did he win? He, he was a tag man. champ in WWF. So, I guess
1: my point is this. You can't, I don't think you can really aim too high in terms of wrestlers that have reached a certain level. It's almost kind of been like, I mean, it's, 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 well, JBL, Bradshaw, Bradshaw and Taz. It's like Bradshaw and Taz, right? Yeah. I mean, Nigel was always sort of a, I mean, he was, he was, he was a legend on, in, in Ring that of Honor level yeah, yeah, yeah. on that level. Yeah. Um. But like, who else, achieved anything really. Beth Phoenix. I mean, Lawler in Lawler's world was like king. King, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Beth Phoenix was, yeah, okay. That's a yeah. good example. Yeah. But no, you know, it's not like, you can never use like Edge was never going to do commentary. Yeah, Stone Cold wasn't going to do commentary. Stone Cold is never going to do commentary. No. So I aimed, not necessarily, there's one name on my list that I think would be spectacular, and that's Billy Kay. Billy K I I think, could do commentary, and it'd be amazing mm-hmm. she's so clever she's so witty she's so quick-witted i think she'd be killer i think alexa i put alexa bliss on here she's a good talker she's a really good talker mm-hmm. and then of course i put samoa joe yeah. maybe again too high in the tone of pole, mm-hmm. but he's like a taz and like taz plus level guy yeah right he's like maybe sub jbl in terms of accolades well, in the right career. now it's right yeah over. yeah oh yeah yeah so i put samoa joe on there and samoa joe would be interesting yeah He's also the kind of guy that could create an interesting dynamic if a wrestler, like, wants to step to commentary. No, you're not stepping to You're not stepping to Samoa, stepping Joe. To Samoa no, Joe. No, But you kind of want people who people can step to, and for that's why I think big-name wrestlers for really— For me, in
2: terms of, of their contribution to commentary, right now at least, uh— Former wrestlers who do commentary, Nigel is is oh he's is the gold standard right now. Nigel might be
1: one like top five of all time for me personally. He's so good, he's so good. He
2: does he does so much to enhance the story of the match, mm-hmm. and he knows when not to talk also. Exactly, yeah. um, So for me, that's the benchmark.
1: Yeah, I agree. I totally agree.
2: Uh, next match chat, Hall of Famer Patrick Sparks. Take it away, B man.
1: Hey,
5: who's Pat here. All right, so it's Sunday. That means. Steve is going to England and Scotland today for sister's wedding and I should be in Ireland. That being said, travel question. Um, If you were to get a home country tour by any foreign WWE star, who would it be and why? I want you to pick a male superstar, a female superstar, and a tag team. I'm going to go with Finn for Ireland and Becky because it helps. And then give me Imperium to give me a tour of their home countries. Thanks, Rendos.
1: Bye. Thank you, B Man. Thank you, B Man. And good luck on your trip yes. to Ireland. Yes, enjoy yourself. Yeah. Uh, so, obviously, uh, Zach Gibson, he is a tour guy. Yeah, we've seen that. We've seen him actually give tours of his hometown, Liverpool, right? So, I'd go with Zach Gibson. I'd want uh, Walter to show me around uh, his home of uh, Austria. Austria. From Austria. Yeah. He's from Austria. Hey, come over here and take a look at this. What do they, they eat in Austria?
2: Probably the same stuff eaten in Germany. Strudel, maybe <laughs> the sausage. No
1: bratwurst. Yes. Hey, I, get, I know a great place that does bratwurst. I should
2: say the same place, similar stuff. Listen,
1: I know a great place that does it's called the Bogar King. Oh, gosh. Yeah, Walter. Now you're speaking my language. <laughs> you chubby bastard. Uh, and then Shinsuke Nakamura, because he can introduce me to Kazuchika Okada, uh, other members of Chaos, including Yoshihashi Yano. Yano.
2: Exactly. All right. Uh, I'm gonna. I want uh, Andrade to be my tour guide. Because not only In Mexico. Well, yeah. Ooh, I've seen Narcos. No bueno. Um. So then I can meet Roosh. Oh, and then maybe, yeah. if the timing's right, Tetsuya Naito. Oh, yeah. Uh, Asuka, mm-hmm. because she knows Minoru Suzuki. Yeah, okay. There you go. So You're just using these people to no, get to other I wanna, people. I wanna, but I wanna s I want to see the sights. I wanna experience oh, the culture. What a great answer is And next then one. finally, Mustache Mountain. God damn, why would you
1: steal Trent Seven away from me?
2: You should have thought of it first. I have
1: this idiot Zach Gibson showing me around
2: Liverpool, like
1: just through his own lens. Yeah. Look at this over here. This church
2: right here—it's like ah, oh, they worship somebody what? named God and not Zach Gibson. Like, why are you cutting a promo? on Me, I just want—I want you to show me a good place to eat. I want you to—I want to go to these these. The places. only thing I eat is ambition. And I want to go I'll experience the local culture, have some great food, um, uh, go where the locals go, um. Uh, and then after we get that done, go to a lucha show and, and see him in his element. Oh, That's what I, I want to see. I feel like
1: you're going to get kidnapped. Nah, don't worry about it. Because he's not going to care about you. He's going to be going after the mamacitas. Well, he's got Charlotte. Oh. No say. <laughs> Charlotte, no say. Charlotte doesn't know.
2: <laughs> uh, Anyways, yes, finally Mustache Mountain. That's more so just to hang out with que Trent, no say, Trent Seven and Tyler Bate. Que no say, no muerte. I want to go shopping. You don't know, it will kill you. I want to go shopping with Mustache Mountain. Oh man, that'd be great. That's yeah. that's
1: a great. That's your best answer right here. Trent 7. All right, come on then. <laughs> oh, it'd be great. Josh Martinez sent in a text question. Yes. He says, "I was at Smackdown Tuesday. All of the seats behind the hard cam were covered. S- seems like I noticed more and more empty seats the more times I go to a Raw Smackdown here. How bad do you think this will get?" For reference, back when Raw did a couple of shows in high school gyms, they drew like 1,100 for a show. Mm.
2: Is that true? In the early days of Raw, oh they did much smaller venues. Gracious. Um, what we see now, crowds for Raw and SmackDown, somewhere between like four and 6,000. That's mm. the new normal until they can muster up some uh, decent creative to generate real enthusiasm yeah. for their product. Yeah. With uh, lackluster creative, people aren't going to want to spend the money. They just don't want to. When there's so many other options for their entertainment dollar, you got to give reason to people. You got to give people a reason to show up, and they're not doing that now. Yeah, I know. Um, what happens on TV feels largely inconsequential to the larger storylines, such as they are. Um, and great wrestling exists all over the place now. Mm-hmm. You don't have to spend fifty dollars to buy a seat nope. to get a seat at a WB show to experience good wrestling. You can go to a local indie show most times. Wrestling's pretty good, and it costs ten bucks. Yeah, and by and large, it's better live experience because, especially for RAW or SmackDown, you have to sit through commercial breaks. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's the thing, man. If
1: if the product was good, if the live experience was good. Word of mouth would get around, and people would be like, "Man, you know, yeah, I might suck on TV, but the live show is great." It's,
2: that's not how it works.
1: No, it's not. You sit there with lights off, and they run a video package for yeah, WWE be,
2: stuff. Then you bother trying to entertain you during the commercial and breaks. No,
1: and it does. It's, it's dumb. It's like it's not worth it, man. It's lazy. So no, I mean it's it. I, I think so. My answer is this: the same thing I've been saying for ages now. Find out in October. In October, Fox is going to be making big changes to SmackDown. And if the numbers aren't in, they're going to tell WWE, get your numbers up or there are going to be consequences. We want our money back or however that stuff works. And WWE's is going to be forced to make some changes. And I don't know what they're going to be. I don't know how they're going to do it, but they got to figure it out. They figured it out before they've done it before. They'll figure it out again. And I hope, hope, hope that with their with Vince's back against the wall, uh, he'll start coming up with giving us what we want man What i want is good quality wrestling some in- compelling storylines and some good characters that we're emotionally attached to that's what we care about mm-hmm. and once we get that the people start showing up again yeah and all the seth Rollins tweeting in the world isn't going to change that nope buddy boy
2: yep uh final text question from louis veriza which would you rather bring back pyro or custom sets for pay-per-views go ahead steve
1: oh custom sets what do I care about? All the pay-per-views look like Raw or SmackDown these days. It looks like the exact same damn show. What does Pyro get you? A loud and not obnoxious pop for a couple moments, and then it's done, and the smell of, what, sulfur's in the air? Who cares about any of that? Mm. No, man, I need an immersive experience. I want a giant set of, like, New York City, If they're there, or if it's like an Armageddon pay-per-view, I want it to look like Mad Max or something like that. I want custom sets, the real craftsmanship, and the custom sets is where it's at, not this smoke and mirrors pyro crap. I remember
2: we went to the WWE archives for that uh, 2K event, and they had some pieces of some of the old custom sets. They didn't look good. No, they, they can get away with that for standard definition. They can't do that for high definition television. It costs. Oh, it's going to cost no, way man. more they money. They have
1: so much money right now. Three. Yes,
2: which should be spent on explosive and pyrotechnic devices. They need a giant 3D printing device where they can make really cool stuff. Here's the issue. Still, to this day when Brock Lesnar comes to the to the stage and does this, when he does Don't that, care. Don't there care. should be fireworks. Now it doesn't matter because it's not impactful. He does this and it's like, oh, what are you doing, Brock? The only thing I'd be cool with. When when Batista comes to the ramp and does his machine gun thing, there needs to be fireworks going off well, the whole he's time. He's retired, so you never have to worry about When he that comes again. out of the Hall of Fame, he does this. There should be fireworks. You know all, all pyro, I Pyro Pyro Pyro. You know what
1: I like? I don't need fireworks. And I think this is relatively cheap. Can't they just do like uh, streams of fire? Didn't all elite do like fire? Yeah. Like just I think Undertaker still gets fire. <laughs> yeah. Just, you do, just do fire for everybody. That's not fitting, though. I don't need pyro. Give me pyro, man. Fireworks? Hell yes. It's so boring. No, it makes it seem
2: like a big event.
1: No, a big event is if they made something ah, for this one moment. No. You're well, Here
2: in America, when we celebrate, what do we do? We blow things up. Fourth of July is all about fireworks. <laughs> blowing things up. Boring city. No, man. Crazy. No way. That crescendo hits in that fourth of July fireworks extravaganza. Wow. Powerful stuff. Yeah, man. My dog's freaking out. Kids are
1: tired, wanna go home.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, fireworks. So, be screw pyro. the fourth of July. I'm out of here. I'm out of here anyways. You're gonna miss the parade, man. You're I know you're upset about that. You may try to act like you're not, but you are upset. Oh crap.
1: I am late. I have to be on my plane like two minutes ago. Hold right. on. I gotta go. go. Sorry. Uh, enjoy, uh, Steve, Cal Jack.
2: Steve's not leaving after all. I missed his flight. Goodbye, everybody.
0: Goodbye. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations.